I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Get on the floor! What's up, people? Here we go. This is You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches people how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I am Sean's dad. And we're back after a long break. I hope you enjoyed Liberty DeVito as a guest. That was our last episode. It feels like it was crazy. It feels like it was. No, it wasn't. It was only a couple weeks ago. It was Um, a couple weeks ago. But you just have this this long feel because you have three girls. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't sleep at night. The days are long. The yeah, chickens and goats and all that kind of stuff. Your life is just a lot busier. Yeah. It wasn't all that long ago. So only one chicken left. We only have one chicken yeah. left. Mm, it makes you sad. So. Yeah, but the goats like take care of her. That's like the, oh really? The, the goats are her flock now. Yeah, we'll put her out in the yard, and then after like five minutes, she's like back in the goat pen, like, really hanging with the goats. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So she's still his family. That's yeah, good. it's kind of funny. All right, so got some songs for you today. Very, very different styles. Very different songs. It's not quite opera. But I know we we're gonna have some opera coming up in the future, so get excited for that. But uh, these two songs, these two songs. All right, right. we want people to listen to want to listen to the podcast. So right, not yeah, probably send them away. Um, These are very different songs, and we'll talk about what they are in a minute. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody to check out PantheonPodcast.com. As we say every time, we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's chock full of some amazing music podcasts. If you like this show, I guarantee you'll find a show that you like there. So make sure you check it out, pantheonpodcast.com. Link is in the show notes. And then also make sure that you are subscribed to You're Not Listening wherever you listen to podcasts. We're there. Hit the subscribe button so every time we get a new episode, it is automatically downloaded to your device so you can listen to it. Whenever you want. Whoop whoop. Well, we have a new you have a new page too. Uh, we have partnered up with a uh, we have a third member of the team, our friend Joy, and she's uh, been kind enough to kind of come on up with. I don't I don't want to call it a fan page because it no, sounds it's kinda, a group, it's a community. So our vision for explain the, that yeah. So our vision for the social media aspect of you're not listening was always to create a space where people could get together and talk about music and talk about songs that they love and stuff like that and like have kind of cool conversations because we d- we have cool conversations but as much as we love to engage with you it's hard for us to actually get together and talk with all of our listeners so uh all of our listeners all around the world our hundreds of millions of <laughs> listeners um <laughs> we are big in the middle east still yeah shout out to our friends in india again yep that's right we wanted it to be a place that we that people could kind of have these similar conversations and, and then also engage with us and talk about you know the songs that we talk about it's something that they may have noticed or something that we highlighted that they didn't know and so 
we created a Facebook page. The problem with Facebook pages is it's made for like businesses and like promo stuff, which is fine for when we have a new episode and we can share our own stuff, but it's not as interactive as a group. And so Mm -hmm. after a year or so of having the page and just kind of pushing content out, we brought Joy on board to help us create and administrate a Facebook group. And, uh, and she created it. Let me get the official name for it here. I should have this ready. <laughs> She's awesome, too. She's awesome. How do I get to Can I also groups? promo that we have a, an episode coming up with Joy? Yeah, Joy's going to be on the show, too. She's, uh, she's yep. a great... She's Big very, very supportive. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad that we kind of brought her on board for an episode because she showed a song that I loved. <laughs> I had never heard before, and it was awesome. So the, the group is on Facebook. It's called You're Not Listening, a music podcast discussion group. Uh, it already has over 50 members in it. It's it's new, but there's some cool stuff going on. And, and the people that are in there are very they, they engage. They're engaging, yeah. And they're and they're yeah. they're having it's it's what we wanted from the beginning, which is kind of right. cool. And, and they, they, I think they tend to be more music minded. Yeah, as and, well. And the thing that I want to to make note is this is a safe space. You know, everybody has their own likes, their own opinions, and their own preferences when it comes to music and other things. And this is a safe space, so there's going to be no hate. And I'm an administrator, you're, you're an administrator, and Joy is an administrator. Mm-hmm. If there's any hate going on in this group, it's just going to get deleted. And if yep. if you're if you're pushing hate on this group, you're going to get booted. Uh, yep. Because this is a safe space where people can just talk about wh- what they love. and They can and find a million it. other spaces to do that, but not on ours. That's no. right. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we don't have a sticker with that one, I have to say. I'm glad we, do. we have the cheese and, and lost in the sauce, but don't, don't have... let's not make a sticker with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Although Liberty loved that line. That is the he way did, did to say. live your life. Just if you're, <laughs> if you're a good person and you're just not a dick, then you're going to go far in life. So just, yeah. just don't yep. be a dick. Be a good person. I don't know if you notice at the end, Liberty was laughing about that. He did like yeah. that line. So. <laughs> well, I think we sent it. I think we did send him a sticker that has that has our yep. kind of sign off line on it. So, yep. so what a great ho- guy. Hopefully what a, he'll like that. He was so generous with his time. We could have been on there for another three or four hours and stuff. So yeah. he was good. He was a great guy. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then lastly, social media. We're on uh, Twitter and Instagram at YNL Podcast. And mm-hmm. if you like the show and you want to support the show, if you think you can afford like two bucks a month, please check out the link in our show notes for our Patreon page. You can help support the show. That's what kind of helps us keep helps keep us going. This actually costs money for us to put out. It, <laughs> yes, we, it we don't make any money on this, so any support that that uh, people are willing to provide is is super helpful. And at two bucks a month, you can get ac- you can get access to extra content on our Patreon page, including full unedited video recordings of every episode. So. We do this on video chat when we do it, so you can see our faces, you can see the spaces <laughs> that we're working in, and all the silly stuff around us, and all of our bleeps and bloops and mistakes, and and cats and dogs, you know, beard scratches that we that we edit out <laughs> of the show uh, in the audio version. You get to see it all; it's unedited, so um, it's kind of fun. Some people are into that, so if that sounds interesting to you, along with maybe some extra episodes down the road. Maybe some exclusive discounts in the Teespring store, which is also linked in the show notes. Uh, you can get sweet coffee mugs and T-shirts and all kinds of stuff. Then uh, check out all of the links in the show notes so you can see everything that we have to offer. And I think with that, I think it's time to get into it. I think we're ready to yep. talk about some music. So what yep. song are you doing today? I First off, I apologize. 
This is a long one, and it's a live one. It's like a seven-minute I, I know that you've been trying to kind of wean me off that, but you know, I, I went backwards a little. Instead of having a three-minute song that's poppy and stuff, I went back, and this is a seven-minute version of it. So, sorry. I, and I, I know you love live versions of songs, and I have some live versions on my list too, but sometimes they're hard to find. Sometimes they're not yeah, available. And, yeah, you know, that's yeah. the thing. is like You find a live version of a, of a song on like – that was on like a DVD special or yeah. a, a PBS concert special or something like that. And it's on YouTube and it's great. The problem is it's not accessible to everybody and it's not like exactly. you can't go buy that album, right? right. Uh, right. Not all the time. And so that's so I, I, I try to kind of stay away from live stuff, A, because of that reason, but also because they are longer sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But, you know, we've had episodes before where you say, oh, but you need to go listen to the live version. And it's like, okay, that's cool, but I can't express yeah. what we're talking about because I can't right. play that. So Right, um, right. This one is a live album, and it's yeah. from a live album. So uh, it's, it's very uh, accessible from Spotify. Right, and tell, I mean, what is it? Well, my, the song I'm going to choose, I'm going back again, and I, and I promise probably my uh, next ex episode I'm going to be doing something that's uh, from this century and something newer, but <laughs> this is from um, 1971, Memphis Soul Stew uh, by King Curtis, and it's from the live in the fil at the Fillmore West album. It's, I mean, we, we always talked about we want to do different genre and everything else, and, and everything's not going to be straight up either pop or rock and everything else. So this is kind of, you know, leaning more towards soul slash funk slash jazz mm -hmm. stuff. And it, it, if you know anything about King Curtis, I mean, he's got such a repertoire. I'm going to explain a little bit or after we hear it and everything. But um, I don't know a lot about all this other stuff. I don't listen to a lot of this stuff. But this song has always been something that's just kind of captured me. It's like every so often it would show up on some of my, my playlists and stuff. And uh, one of those, I, I think it's interesting enough that I wanted to share. Very cool song. Cool. The live version. I'm the doing. seven-minute version. I'm, I'm doing what are you a, doing? I'm doing a song called Bang by AJR. <laughs> Uh, which is a super cool song. My wife actually introduced me to this song. I, I had never okay. heard this song before. And the first time she played it, I was like, meh. And then I heard it again and I was like, meh. <laughs> it's, okay. It's pretty I'm, cool. I'm, I'm at the meh. And it, then, my, and then my, my, my next response was, what the hell was that? Yeah, what was it? What did I just it's really to? It's really different. It's hard. To, yeah. it's, it's one of those songs where it's kind of hard to nail down a genre because it, it's got some elements of a lot of different genres in it. And it's, it's just kind of very different. Uh, than some other stuff that's out there. So it's pretty cool. And it's very modern. Maybe, it's new. I mean, I mean, I think it's from like this past year or so. so yeah. So Maybe. Cool. I, I have to say, and we'll talk about this too, that as I'm listening to it, I'm thinking like, I've heard something like this before and I can't put my finger, and I still can't put my finger on it. So we'll have that discussion. Yeah, well. I wasn't sure what you were talking about with that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> which one do you want to do? Which one do you want to do first? Uh, let's do mine. You always push me to the side there, you know, push the old man, you know, to the end. So maybe he'll die before we end up the episode. So, oh, but no, I'll do mine first this time. All right. So right. here's a little taste. Uh, I'll give you the first, you know, 10 seconds or so. I think it's going to be mostly bass line. <laughs> but, it is. Uh, yeah. a little drums. Thank you. Today's special is Memphis Soul Stoop. We sell so much of this, they're going to make some Frisco hot stew. All right, so there's a little preview. There's a lot more that goes into it. Dad, you got to so realize good. I don't want to get arrested here. So, um, I know. So, so good. No, no, I wasn't saying don't stop. Oh, I'm okay. just saying it's so good. So click the link in our show notes for the uh, official You're Not Listening podcast playlist, or we have a link for the YouTube video as well, so you can listen to it there. Listen to it. Uh, come on back, and we will talk about it. 
So it's, it rocks. It's huh? a jam. Yeah, that's yeah. a jam. What do you think? I think that now you had, you'd heard that before, correct? I've heard it. I mean, did I've I put heard that it. on some of the the vacation CDs and stuff? That I we don't did, think or? you ever did that because I think Mum would kill you <clears throat> if you did that. <laughs> True. No, I, I I've heard it before, but I I don't I've never really like listened closely to it. And, and oh, so you may have heard it, but you <laughs> were wasn't not listening. listening. Yeah, I uh, you know <laughs> the thing that stands out to me, obviously, as someone who plays bass, was the the bass line. Uh, the baseline through the entire thing, it drove the it. Thing. Yeah. Yep. And they actually, yep. so they, it's a complicated, complicated baseline, but it also um, is is kind of unchanging, right? Like they don't, oh, yeah. they don't change it too much. So, but they, but he's got these fills that he regularly plays. Let's see if I can, if we can, we can hear it. <laughs> kind of walks up a few times which because he's not usually walking up he's jumping right and then he does that fill and he does that kind of regularly throughout it but it sounds like it would just be a really fun oh fun to play as well and and if if you look at the beginning of it, you know, it starts off with the bass, mm-hmm. you know, so everything's built on that bass line. Yeah. Everything is built well, off that's, of that. Well, that's how... Music is anyway. Blues, right. Right. a lot of blues right. works like that. You'll get right. drum and bass to lay down the foundation and then you build off that. Like, right. like a lot of blues stuff doesn't come from a guitarist. The, the guitarist needs a structure to for, for blues, right? So when, when you're looking at basic blues, like... You're not going to get a guitarist being like, "Hey guys, I have this really good idea." It goes, he can't just start coming with that unless he has a. How's that again? But you know, you can't get, you can't come up with those blues guitar fill parts without a foundation to put them in. Right, and then fill in the the bass and drums. So that that's what the guitarist needs to figure out what he's doing, and that Mm -hmm. comes from from the rhythm guitar and the bass and the drums. But but this just shows so so clearly, you know, the the bass and the drum kind of foundation that this Mm -hmm. whole thing builds on. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, really good bass line. So and you hear like that's what I heard through the whole thing. Yes, the other stuff was the other stuff was kind of like like sprinkles on top. (laughs) Yeah, well. Especially in the middle of it, it seems like, you know, uh, at some point, King Curtis, you know, like, what are you doing? Going up and get a, get a cup of coffee? Or like, you know, okay, you're going to be playing horn next? Right. Like, did you forget your horn? Well, that, you went off stage to go get it and come back? That's and what like, I said. You know, well, we, that's the jam aspect the people who The people who are listening don't know this because I cut it out. But when we were listening to it, that's what I said. I said, that's that's the problem with, with a lot of live tracks is, you know, when you're at a show, it's awesome when they draw out these parts. We're like, you know, this rhythm part may go for... Only four bars or eight bars or sixteen bars in the regular song, but then they'll draw it out four times as long to kind right, of build right. the suspense and put on a show and like you know who knows what he was doing to interact with the crowd or whatever. But when you're listening to it, like it comes a point where you're like, all right, like where's the next thing? You know, like this yeah. is going for kind of a while. So that's kind well, of the issue with some of these, especially in a song like this. That you know, there's always okay, what's next? What's next? What's being added? Right. What's what's coming in? Because the whole in, premise of the this is like thing. he's adding yeah. things to to. To the stew. To end in this big final jam where everybody right. is just going off, which is which is right. pretty cool. So little little history. Um and I don't know even know where I, I heard this. I think it's probably back in the day when I used to listen to BCN, you know, and they would just kind of play different things like, Whoa, that was interesting. And so I've always kind of had this one oh four point one W B C N. 
That's right. Uh, the sound of Boston. The sound of Boston. The so it's always been hanging around there and always in my you know kind of background of, of music and like let's let's put another CD, let's burn a CD, let's let's make a cassette, let's do a playlist, whatever. And it's like oh, I like that. I'm gonna throw that in there too. And it's not something that that I would ever play DJing. Mm. You know, I don't know if I ever did even during dinner or anything like that. But it doesn't you fit couldn't. in that venue. But but it's something that was interesting enough to me. Um, and I think it's because, and I, I tried to figure out like why I like this song so much. I, I think it's because I like the layering of it. I like songs that do that, that just keep adding and just kind of, you know, and then come up with a big climax at the end. And maybe it harkens back to the first song I ever bought. The first 45 I ever bought was Archie Bell. No, the first album I ever bought was Archie Bell and the Drells. Mm-hmm. Song called Tighten Up. This is the music we tighten up with. First, tighten up on the drums. Come on now, drummer. I want you to tighten up for me. You know, and it just builds and builds. And this is very, very similar to funk blues stuff does. That's so. I think I I've always liked it because of that. It kind of maybe was drawn to that because I love that. So I mean, here I am. I don't even know what age I would have been when I'm buying Archie Bell and the Drells in in Methuen, Massachusetts, and they're from like Texas's funk band. And then my second, my first single was get on up by the esquire so it's like always funk kind of stuff in, in the background yeah. but it's um so it kind of maybe is reminiscent of that the interesting thing about this song is um he, he was a studio musician and one of the things that he's always said i think i'm going to quote him here said can Curtis um enjoyed playing both jazz and rhythm and blues the most you know he always obviously w- was um you know rhythm and blues kind of guy but decided he's going to make a lot more money as a rhythm and blues musician and in 1970 interview he said i love the authentic rhythm and blues stuff more than anything but i also like to live well so he knew that he wasn't going to be a solo artist he wasn't going to be kind of having a lot of songs on his own but he was always going to be in a supportive role. And I have a laundry list, which I'm going to kind of blow through in a second, of some of the people that he's worked with, which is an incredible range and list of, of contemporary and, 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 and oldies artists and stuff that he's always been part of. So he knew that that was going to be his, his role. But this song kind of hit. And it was 1971 when they released it. I think it, it might have been early, like 67 or 68, but it came out on an album because the live at uh, Fillmore West – concert was him um supporting aretha franklin and they also you know him and and the um and his in his band um also released a couple you know had had some sets and released and released this particular song well one week after this was released he was murdered oh which is really interesting 1971 so it was i I think in august 1971 um he was stabbed to death on the steps of his new york city apartment you know in, in an argument and you know the album, the, the song had just come out, and that the, the tributes, and the the amount of people who kind of you know recognized him as as being so influential in their own music, you know, and, and um, was amazing. But you know, kind of the old cut down too early kind of situation, and never got to see the success. And it, you know, it wasn't top forty. You know, you're not going to hear this as number one on the top forty section. Right, but right. the the people, the people in the um, the music industry, and and the people who you know, little little more rhythm blues slash jazz stuff. Like this is this is a mainstay. This is one of the best songs um, that you could hear. But he never got a chance to hear that and see that, which I I, I thought was an interesting side note when I did a little research. So, real quick, you ready? Mm-hmm. Here's here's a laundry list. Aretha Franklin, the coast is he played first for Aretha. He played sax on respect. Stop right there, mm-hmm. okay. But for the coast is Yakety Yak and Charlie Brown. Nat Adley um, 
uh, Buddy Holly, uh, Waylon Jennings, uh, Andy Williams, Laverne Baker, Led Zeppelin, Ruth Brown, The Shirelles, Jimi Hendrix, The Beatles, Brooke Benton, Stevie Wonder, Dwayne Allman, Sam Cooke, Fats Domino, Donny Hathaway, John Lennon, NRBQ, Herbie Mann, Freddie King, Rascals, uh, Gary uh, Wright, Lionel Hampton, and that's like a third maybe of some of the people that he's played with, contributed to their music and all. You ever heard of any um, of those people? I know all of them. <laughs> you, you don't know list, probably, right? List, and, listeners ever heard of any of those people? Yeah, right. And some of the younger people may not, but I think they might know of Jimi Hendrix and the Beatles. They might have heard of John Lennon, you yeah. know. But, you know, oh, Buddy Holly. So, I mean, when you when you think about um, some of the, the people that um, have written the rules for contemporary music back in their day that still influences music nowadays, he's right in the forefront of it, you know, which is so cool. So, so... Just one of those things that just always hit me. You want some specifics? You ready? Yeah. So at one minute and three seconds, first off, when the uh, the guitar first comes in. So first off, if you haven't heard this yet. If you the, cheated, the, uh, didn't listen. Right. The <laughs> the additional um, uh, music that just keeps getting added on, the, the layers and layers and layers, keep adding to it, to this huge, you know, I mean, it's, it's probably more like a contemporary band now would be a jam, yeah. you know, if you were just sitting around and, and seeing something live on stage. Uh, but it wasn't called back then. It was just this kind of soul funk kind of jam, I guess, um, that, that um, live probably was pretty magical. So one minute and three seconds, guitar comes in. It's, it's going to, you know, kind of fiddle, fill in where it's supposed to, but then takes its place and it keeps adding more and more to the mix, uh, and then kind of embellishes as uh, as it gets added in. Good fill. Yep. But then listen to what they do, at, what he does after this. Cardinal Debris, And then, you know, fast forward a little, a minute 29, um, Billy Preston, who was called the fifth Beatle because he did a lot of uh, key work, keyboard work with them. Uh, he's on Let It Be. Uh, he's, he's, he's very involved in Let It Be and Abbey Road. Um, and he has like an extended solo. And, and if you want to ever research anybody who has had a huge influence on music itself, research Billy Preston and you'll see what he did. He has some, some hits of his own back in the 60s and 70s, but unbelievable pedigree of music that he's kind of established before then. A great and a great afro. A little pinch of organ. Great afro. You know I love the B three into the Leslie. Yeah. That's like yep. one of my favorite things. If, yeah. if yep. you don't know what I mean by that, go we listen to our past episodes. At some point we do we talk about the Leslie and how it works and, and I think it was the Tom Petty episode actually when we talked about Don't Do Me Like That. Yep. Because we, we told a story of how they had to kind of they forgot to turn the Leslie on, so they had to kind of manipulate the the tape to make it sound like it yeah. um but yep. th yeah that's always a good sound yeah and you know again billy preston again with the pedigree and everything billy you know when the beatles did their last concert on the, the rooftop and everything else and they that was so famous billy preston was the only other person on the roof with them mm -hmm. like he has such a connection with the beatles uh that he literally was called the fifth beatle mm -hmm. so and then um one of my second favorite part Memphis Horns come in at 2.14. Now, the Memphis Horns are right out of stack, the Stack Studio down in Memphis. So if you ever want to watch a good good documentary, I know we've talked about documentaries on this. That's kind of how we, we kind of get into get, uh, trying to invite uh, Liberty, yeah. um, Liberty DeVito from it, from the, the one we watched with, with him. But the, the we'll look, there's one about the Stack Studios in Memphis. The, they, they are um, 
I think it, they have like 83 number one hits over the course of, of their their uh, recording, you know, including Sitting Dark in the Bay, Let's Stay Together, Suspicious Minds by Elvis. I mean, the, 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 the range of what they do. And it was always the Memphis horns were in the background. And the Memphis horns are playing on, on this, uh, this cut, and it's at uh, 214. It's your Memphis horn. I mean, such a classic sound. Yeah, yeah. And going it just from, adds so and, much. And, and going up in the scale too, you know, ba na na, ba na na. It just yep. it just adds a, another layer on there that kind of brings brings everything up a little bit, which is kind of cool. Yep. It, it then, like like um, such a classic sound that it could almost be looked at as cheesy. Like you know, when you're looking at well, yeah. when you're looking at like the Blues Brothers. And they're kind of like parodying this this whole yeah, yeah. True, um, like true. genre. That sound is everywhere, and that's just you know like if 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 SNL was to do a skit about like blues and and funk stuff, like you know that sound would be in there because it's so classic. Yeah, but remember the, the Blues Brothers, as much as it was tongue in cheek, it was also very accurate, right? You know, with, with with music and talking about old blues music, and you know, and and having Steve Cropper and, and, and have really good and stuff like it did, yeah. it did, and it was legit music. It wasn't stuff that they just made up. You know, um, they, they, it was the delivery that was the funny part, right. you know, and if, of it, and if but you it, was, want, it was legit music. If you want something like that, that's more deep in the cheese, just watch Blues Brothers too. I, I can't, it's horrible. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever even given myself permission to don't watch that. Why? What it. is it? What no, is, it's just no. bad. It's just bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it should have ended and, it, and there's it, no way it, they should so have done too. They, they did, you know, there's a balance in, in Blues Brothers of like the funny and the excessive and, and the really and good then, music. like the good music and like the cool cameos and kind of like the the decent storyline, and right. then with they could have gone either way with it for the sequel, and they went in the direction of the really corny and excessive and oh you know okay. trying really Let's hard make to make a couple funny. bucks. Yeah, it it feels like a cash grab that just yeah mm-hmm. yeah don't yeah I don't recommend it, but if you if you're into that stuff, check it out. <laughs> I'm sure it I'm sure but it if, has if, its if, fan base. You know, and you know, I'm a huge fan of you know when you have these studios that came out from all over the country, and you know, including um, you know, L.A. had um, you know had their their studio and you know the, the backing musicians that were in so many things, and then you've got um, the Wrecking Crew coming uh, out of that, and then you know you've you've got Detroit, you know, with uh, with Motown and, and and their their band and stuff, and then you know you've got the Stax group coming out of Memphis, and there's other ones coming from Mississippi with with uh, with, with it. like that stuff. I think is so intriguing to me, but the Memphis horns sound, which is so classic of what you just heard, was part of so many songs that you don't even know like where did that come from. Same guys, right. same horns on you know eighty plus songs stuff. So it this song would have been pretty good, but they bring in the horns on this was just magical. So I think that's something that adds a lot to it. Yeah. And then fun, a funny part that I think is, you know, is interesting. It seems to me, again, who am I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get in uh, in the heads of uh, the producers or, you know, King Curtis's head, or I wasn't even at the show. I haven't even seen a live version of it, but it seems like at 536, like he's getting ready to kind of bring it all home. Like, all right, you let it simmer and you sit on the stove and it's like, Oh, okay. It's right. We have a piano player too. Mm-hmm. Let's slide him in, you know, and give him a little, little bit. And you know, at four thirty-six, seems to have kind of forgot the bottom. But then the drum solo kind of like escorts him out at five oh two. Interesting too. Thirty seconds later, so. I'm not sure what I'm. It's like, for. 
No, that's all. That's all. You know, and then hit hit five oh two. So five oh two when the drums come in. Like, okay, sorry we forgot about you, but you're not going to be here for too much longer. Let me kind of usher you out. That's a great drum fill, isn't it? That, yeah. Like that and trap it's, snare it's, sound. That's, I mean, that's all jazz. Sen- that's jazz drumming. This whole yeah. song it has straight well, jazz drumming, which is. And it sends such a really cool message cool. of the old, okay, I'm controlling the, the, the vibe and I'm controlling, you know, who plays what now, yeah. you know, so. And then it all comes together at 521, you know, and, you know, he basically comes in, you know, and says, and then you beat. Now, remember, he's setting the table that this is a soul stew. This is a stew. This is a, a, a combining of all these different elements. And then you put it all, you put it on the burner, let it simmer, and then you, you know, raise the temperature. And then at the end, and you beat. Well, and it just because in this huge soul funk kind of blues jam, um, and highlights King Curtis's sax solo work, which is which is amazing. He's he's looked at as one of the um, most influential sax, sax players from you know in all time. So anybody who plays sax, like whether it was um, Clarence Clemens or you know Jerry from OAR, I mean they always cite King Curtis as one of the main influences. It just shows you know what he can do, and they, it just and it rolls, and then it goes. For a long time in a jam, and it just kind of ends at the end stuff. But that 521 when it kicks in is the old holy. And that, to me, goofy as I am, that's goosebumps to me. And then you beat. It's good stuff. And it goes. And the bass is just continuing and just kind of dry. So. So just, you know, and again, whether it's the layering, whether it's just the, the incredible talents of the musicians, uh, but this song has always grabbed me. And it's always one of those that like, I think I know why, but I kind of don't know why, but it's, I've never, I've never really strayed too far from it. Yeah. I mean, this is not a genre that I have really d- done like deep dives into. Like I don't, yeah. it's not something it's, you know, there's genres that catch people. And then you kind of can go down the rabbit hole and you get really sucked yep. into it. And this this genre, I know, is your like world <laughs> in some sense. Well, mine, mine is more f- the funk world. And this is elements of that. It's, I mean, I don't really get into the jazz stuff. Right. I never have. Right. You know, so. And see, for me, like when I'm looking at like jazz music and stuff, like I go down the path of um, Dixieland jazz and like yes, you and, do. And, yeah. and New Orleans jazz. Yep. Like that is the stuff yep. that I love. It's a little more messy, uh, but controlled. It's it's less driven by the bass lines and, and more by kind of the horns. And, right. and it's a little more right. free-flowing uh, and not as tight. And so there's, you know, you, that's what grabs me. So this, I, I kind of have to like really drill down and listen really hard to, to pick up you on everything. You have to force yourself. Because it's yeah. not... Because you could... It doesn't... It, like, when I listen to Dixieland jazz, everything comes to me when I'm listening. Like I'll hear the trombone part at the same time as the... As the, the trumpet part and they're going to be different and and, and yep. i and i get it all and it, it like it's easy for me to kind of pick up on everything with this i really need to like knuckle down and really pay attention to list to hear everything which because is if you, you it's not don't... that it's bad or that i don't like it it's just that it doesn't speak to me in a way that's easy for me to pick up on right it. and if you don't pay attention to it you I'll miss could it. be not listening I'll miss quote it. unquote yeah. right I'll miss right it. Yeah. right which is why i wanted to bring it to the table also for you right but I'll, you know for any any listeners as well and it's funny because if you were to say to me, "Hey, Dad, throw some jazz on on a, on a you know on a I you know on a list or something like this," um, I wouldn't I would consider this more soul slash rhythm and blues funk yeah. rather than I I wouldn't I, this would not be in my jazz category. Well, I have jazz. jazz is I, mean, so, I, I, mean, I have some stuff. I mean, there jazz are people, is a big umbrella. Yeah, there are some people who say, "Oh, let, like you know, do you listen to jazz music?" And they they're thinking Kenny G's Christmas album. 
Like there's yeah. just it, yeah. it's so wide. People just don't even. Yep. Yep. People people just it, it's. People don't understand how much falls underneath jazz, and you can go into so yep. many different little pockets in it. Um, yep. So, yeah, interesting. And it's funny because when you I would kept, consider this just, less jazz and more rhythm and blues. Yes. And soul, soul. I mean, it's, it's soul music. It's soul funk. But the thing yep. that that makes it sound jazz to me is the the drum part. The, that's a yep. jazz drummer playing playing that drum. Part. Well, and and. When you said that, I, I started thinking in the back of my head what I even like. I, I would never even have you said, "Hey, Sean, I'm going to do a jazz song." You know, I'm going to do a song that maybe has elements of of jazz, but you know, I'm going to do a you know a, a full a, a soul funk kind of type of thing. And you know, it was pre funk because funk you know was shortly after that mm-hmm. um, and everything. But it was all obviously bass driven and, and and the drums obviously yeah. kind of drive everything with this stuff. But interesting that you kind of pull out that word because I never would have said. Hey, listen to some jazz. Well, it's interesting. Jazz Maybe the elements. next episode or yep. one of the upcoming episodes, I'll do. I have a jazz song. I have a um, a song by the Tim Pan Stompers called. It's actually a, a jazz, a Dixieland jazz cover of, okay. of, a, yeah. of an old yeah. song uh, called "My Heart Belongs to Daddy," which is a, a, it, you may know that the really old old version of the song where it's. I've heard, yeah, I've uh, heard but that. But this is a Dixieland song, yeah. jazz version of it. There's no there's no vocals in it. Um, but it is it it is really really good and so that would be kind of yeah. cool to bring that in and do like a comparison uh like yeah. kind of some of the things yeah. some of the elements that are similar and we can kind of look at that but guy i should have yeah. done that today it's too late to no nah, because i think that would have been too similar you know we want to make sure we keep it different enough too so um and i'm going to do some newer stuff down the road too so it might be that might be a nice kind of bookend with you know with some jazz or something yeah. that you would do too For so. Sure. so so that's it what, what do you what do you think uh, i know i know it's something that you had to listen harder about. Yeah, I I don't have a lot of things that like notes that I can get because I I wasn't able to kind of let it wash over me and just kind of like make my notes yeah. and stuff. It's, I I like I said, it's not a genre that I'm drawn to, so it's good as a musician. I really appreciate it, especially yeah. as a bass player yeah. because that's not easy to. We talked about it with with Lib, you know, and when we talked about um, saw her standing there, it's hard to maintain a complicated bass line even if it's repetitive for mm-hmm. that long for seven minutes yeah. come on <laughs> so yeah um, right yeah true yeah so it's you know it, it's really a highlight of, of the musicianship of these people and and that's what jazz and and some of these other related genres to this song do anyway yeah is, is highlight those and, but when you're listening to it you probably listen to it in a very different way than i do you pull out the bass and the, that that's what like is driving it in the back of your yeah ears, i find myself I i'm trying to figure yeah. okay wait a minute what key is that in and what scale you know what right. which blues scale is he dialing in on and then and then you're like wait oh i missed you know these yeah. other parts because i was trying to figure that out so yeah and, and what i listen to is like i can't wait for this to get to the end yeah not because i want it to be over but i i want that big well, jam i'm at the thinking end, about that, that when i'm listening to this i'm thinking i'm picturing myself playing it like i'm picturing what it would be like to oh, play okay. this with with other people and and because it is a right. jam it's really it this is just a jam this this yeah. could be in front of a hundred thousand people or this could be in someone's basement with a bunch of people that just want to get together and play music, yeah. and it's going to sound yep. exactly the yep. same because it's just a, j- yep. a good jam, a fun, yeah, and fun, fun jam. Right. And it's one of those things like right. this song could last twenty five minutes because everyone's getting their <laughs> everyone's getting their turn, and they just go back and forth, bouncing back and forth with, with yeah. solos and yep. and little uh, fills and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's you need what a jam to, is. to reel it in. That's you need why, like, that, to reel it in. It's like that, hey, we've been doing it for twenty minutes. Shut it down. Right. That's the whole <laughs> you know the the funny stereotype with with jam bands is these songs that last 24 minutes because they forget that they're 
performing for people and they're just jamming for, and they right, just, jam, the they just go back watching, and forth and they're playing for themselves which is great for the musician but sometimes you know when you go i guess when you go to a fish concert you don't you're not you're on another planet anyway so you don't even realize but like don't make generalizations <laughs> now come you on you go to some you know you go to a show and you you may say okay this band has been playing you know oar is one of my favorite bands they've been playing crazy game of poker this song lasted 30 minutes i love this song um <laughs> yeah but I can't sing along with the lyrics because now you're just making stuff up and the jam has been going on for so long that like it's harder to appreciate that guitar solo when it lasts four minutes. Yeah. You know? So So you get lost in the sauce. Yeah, sometimes. lost in the sauce. Go buy that t shirt and <sighs> put the link in our t- in our show notes for the Teespring store. Um all right, well I, time is actually so getting cool. away from us a little yep. bit. So yep. what uh, what is your favorite part of the song? I think you already said Oh, certainly it. at the end of that five twenty one. Yeah. The five twenty one five twenty and you know, and then you beat well, and there's yeah. and it's just when everybody a, kicks a in. It's just, I think it's magical. Sure. Yeah, uh, I yeah. don't know. I mean, is it really worth asking who can cover this? Because it's like I said, it's a jam. <sighs> I, I I don't know. You know, a, a, a band with with the strong horns. I would say maybe, which is another band that <laughs> like like a collection people... a collection of students from the Berkeley College of Music. <laughs> Yeah, but 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 there's actually a band out there that that's like that that has like four saxophones and three trumpets and right. complete you know backing behind Taro Power. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, which you if you ever know anything about Taro Power, the thing Power, about if you this though is like dive, if someone covers a song you know, like this, like it's it's not gonna be the same. This is not the kind of song where it's like no. you learn a part and you play it. This is the kind of song no. where someone's like, okay, no. I see what scale they're playing and let me make up a bass line that yep. sounds vaguely it's similar gotta to It's got to be free-flowing, it. right? It, yeah, so it's not really, it's not really like covering because well, it's not like you're singing the lyrics and, and you're not going right. to say the same things that he says as you're introducing each person. Like It's, it's not right. really a coverable song. You can use it right. as a template to kind of have a and, jam. And I actually did a little research on that too because um, I wondered if anybody had covered it. And I, I looked in... Uh, one of the the men, one of the guys that was in his band, um, Bernard Purdy, I think it was, um, had um, covered it in his with his own band, and it just didn't sound. It's I right. bet every time that they played it, it, it was different. Uh, it, but you know what? I've heard several versions of it, and it's and seen some some things on YouTube because I want to see what it looked like while they played it. And they played it. I mean, it was the old okay, same solo. You know, same thing, but you know, a little different, obviously. But but obviously, but it um, the structure and everything was very, very, very similar. So it was it was um, a well practiced free form jam yep. that they had. But to hear other people do it, it just it didn't even sound so much as it was different. It just didn't sound right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and so you may, you may be right. Maybe song that's uncoverable. Yeah. If there's such a thing, you know. Yeah, and not, so, be, and not again, because it's like a legendary it's song it's and it's untouchable. It's just no. not the type of song that's really l- right. lends itself to being covered. So. And so how do you how do you how do you do something that that's kind of you know that organic that's a live thing covered by someone else? You can't. It's yeah. never going to be the same. So. Exactly. Yeah. So how about you? Did you, did you like it though? Yeah. I mean, was it interesting enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I like a lot of the guitar fills and the bass fills and stuff. Yep. You know, as, just because talented musicians. Yeah, I it's just really good musicianship. Yeah. I, yeah. So good. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. No. I'm glad that and and you know um, when we first started talking about this, you said okay, Dad, go go get a list of some songs. Yeah. And that was on my my initial list. I mean, my my podcast songs now is way too long. Yeah. I keep adding right. ones to it and stuff. I had to start taking some off. But um, that this song was on my my initial list. Well, the song I'm doing was not on my 
initial list because I, um, yeah. I I literally decided like yesterday I kind of reheard the song and I was like this is this would be cool to look into so I listened to it a bunch cool. yesterday yeah. and I was like yeah let's we could talk about this this is cool I mean it's not a song that I like love and I play all the time like I Sam my wife likes this song she likes she's got a couple songs by this this group AJR um, and this one I just think is cool there's a lot of like kind of cool little things going on in it um, that you really? know okay. it's just a, it's interesting to listen to and it's and it's a kind of a fun groove to it uh it's you know it's got some surprises in it so how how did she find them do you know i don't, I don't know she's she, just listen just through contemporary music yeah i stuff? think she played i think she does a lot of the kind of suggested playlists on spotify oh, okay uh and okay. uh she listens to radio more she's more in, in dialed in with mainstream music than i am okay um, gotcha. especially on the countryside she listens to a lot of the modern country music so i don't know too much i i know more of those songs that are out now than i ever did because she likes to listen to it so yeah um, yep so yeah she just played this one day when we were in the car and i was like she was like oh this is a cool song i was like yeah okay and then uh, you know i heard it again yes i heard it again the other day and i was like yeah that's pretty cool like there's a lot of neat things going on in there so see you should listen to your wife more she can I give know. you some good music in i always future, listen so. to my wife that's right. Sometimes I just Shout don't hear. By the way, I did. I had to get a hearing test yesterday <laughs> because my hearing what? has been off. Yeah, funny, funny. Yeah. Um, okay. My is it okay? my hearing is fine. I have some eustachia tube. Uh, it's they're not. There's something wrong with them. They're inflamed or something. It's like all allergy stuff. So I, I oh, got okay. I got steroids mm. and nasal sprays and stuff that are gonna kind of open that up. I mean, my ears always feel like a... they're they're blocked. I kind of feel like I'm underwater all the time, and so sometimes hearing is actually very difficult for me. It kind of sounds like Charlie Brown teacher sometimes, even when I'm really trying to listen. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, but that's another thing. Well, well, heaven forbid that you and I should have any hearing loss after we've been in front of speakers <laughs> for know. so long. Playing you know, so. in basement bands all through high school without ear protection. Yep. Stupid. All right, so the yep. song is called "Bang" by AJR. Here's a little preview. I'll play the first few seconds of it. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around in the rumpus and ruckus. So that's it. It there's a lot more that that there's a lot more to it. So um go go to the official Spotify playlist. You're not listening Spotify playlist, or click the link in the show notes to watch it on YouTube. It's a kind of an interesting kind of a cool video um i'm really curious how they did this stuff in the video because it was really interesting yeah. and kind of cool how they did that i'm sure there's some editing magic but um yeah go check it out listen come on back and we'll talk about it yeah i love that here we go here we <laughs> go I mean, what do you i mean what are your initial reaction to that I, it's just so I interesting yeah i and I keep coming back like, where where have I heard? I don't know where, but I've heard something similar, and I can't I can't find it in my brain. So, um, I mean, my initial and I, I did a little research as you were just listening. Like you know, these are guys out of New York City. They were busking down in you know the lower Manhattan, so they're probably NYU students and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, have their own sound. Is this like this is really different and interesting enough? But um, like I can see why why it's catchy. But I don't know what it is about it that that is grabbing me. I don't know why I kind of like it, and I don't know if I understand. Yeah, it. it's it's cool. So first of all, before we get into kind of the weird little elements that they mishmash together to create a song, um, the lyrics are kind of funny because it's almost like it, it, it's really coming from a place. It's like really for my generation, right? Because 
it, it really kind of talks about how like you're a grown up now and you're an adult, but you don't feel <laughs> like one. Like you feel like a kid. You know, lines like okay. um, when he says it's a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. And then he says, so I got an apartment across from the park, put quinoa in my fridge. Uh, still, I'm not feeling grown. Um, you know, see, I wasn't even paying attention to the feel lyrics like, as much. Feel okay. like I'm gonna puke because yeah. my taxes are due. Does my password begin I with a one that, yeah. or a two? Um, you know, it's just like <laughs> one of those things where it's like I I still feel like a kid. I don't feel like I I'm ready for the responsibilities. But it's like, yeah. but you yeah. know, you got to be an adult, and so it's like it's it's interesting, kind of a. a, a it's relatable from my generation for that. And I don't know yeah, if your yeah. generation may still feel that way too. You may still feel like you're a 22 year old kid, you know, who knows every day. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I really need to breeze through this. We need to schedule these better because I always have other meetings after this and I run out of time, but I'm sorry. I talked way too much. No, too no, it's fine. Um, but I like how it starts with that, that piano, the dun, 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 yeah, and he, and he kind of like it's a really kind of slow start, but then they just come in with that bang, 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 which is is obviously prevalent throughout the whole thing. Comfortable now, been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. It's just like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, and it's got yeah. the chipmunk yeah. voices and all that. Um, but the thing that I love is the the here we go which just happens all the time throughout this but you know right before he goes into the chorus that's that's what it is here we go like it sits in the back right and it's like an electronic yeah. voice yeah. like it's not them saying it it's like some it's just like a it's almost like a recording you, you, like that that they would be playing here we go like it's it's old radio or something yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's certainly done in that that same kind of feel. The genre. Just, yeah. it, it's yeah. a really cool bridge between the verse and the chorus. You know that you kind of you break, and then it's just here we go, and then let's go into the chorus, which is obviously a much louder and and much more. You know, it's higher notes, and it's a, it's more yeah. instrumentation, and so it, it's a it it's and, cool. And is that is that is that production? You think is that just hey, let's throw this on there? Or you think that's like in the original? No, I think yeah, I, I think this song was built in a studio, and I think it was like you know, let's put all these elements together. I mean, the 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 rhythm and the beat in it is very hip hop. It's it's a lot. It's all computerized. Yeah. It's it's not. There's not a yep. drummer in this song. You know, it's just all. It's all right. Beats right. made. There's not a lot of instruments in no, this at all. There's not. Right. Uh, the piano is really what you're looking at, and then some synthesizers yeah. and stuff. Uh, but then they, you know, they have a couple of those other other ones. The other one that stands out to me is at one thirteen. Instead of saying "Here we go," you know, they're going from the chorus to the, another verse, and they say "metronome," <laughs> and, and oh, then yeah. the beat has, <laughs> and then, you hear and then the beat actually has a metronome in it, and it's got a the beat is a little bit more full. Um, yep. here, I'll just play that for you. Yeah. Metronome. Man, I'm up to something. And that's That's cool. They just incorporated the yeah, metronome yeah. In it and it added a whole new really element to the beat. It's just really neat. It's interesting. Interesting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, now, I'm, I'm interested to find out if like a lot of their other stuff is similar, or if this is just kind of like a one-off. Yeah, and I mean, Sam, else feels Sam different. has played some of the other songs for me. It's a similar sound, but you know, they're yeah, it, it, they're not identical and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, those are really the things that stand out to me. Like, I think without those, this song would be kind of forgettable. Okay. Without those kind yeah. of little elements, you know, the little voices in the background, and then they they got the chipmunk voices too at some point uh, when yeah. Right there, bang, 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 yeah. bang, 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 <laughs> and you might not notice yeah. that uh, if you know if you're just listening casually. But like that adds a lot 
because it's put it on the end because they're doing that bang 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 throughout the whole song but then near the end when they're doing it they add that it's a, it's another little i don't want to use the term bridge because it's not a, in music bridge means something different but it it bridges the gap between that part and the next part yeah. and and usually there's a space there but at the end they're doing that bang 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 and it's just a, a just enough to kind of like add so, add to something so you think this is intentional to be so quote unquote different yeah i think so that's the kind of feel and number number two question would be uh, i mean can't you see this in like you know some real cutting edge um driven to hit your generation's commercial yep you know in the background like all of a sudden the song like takes off like crazy like wow that was great and all of a sudden now they become you know very well known because of it i can almost feel like it's yeah, it's a commercial it's for gonna, like a, a it's going to come back door or something, or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, just like different enough that it kind of captures you for that reason. So like, I, I, I have to say, if I was listening to the radio and stuff at the beginning, especially with the piano stuff, like I'm not so sure this would capture me and want me to listen more. I do now, you know, but it's just it, it was it was just different enough. But it didn't. It, it's kind of like, come on, come on. Take off, do something, and it just didn't. It's not a song that I I don't think I would enjoy this live. I I wouldn't enjoy it live. I enjoy it for the the idea of like sitting down and like dissecting it, right? Because it is a mishmash of these weird little elements. Like it's not like they wrote wrote a verse and wrote a chorus and like played laid down the tracks like it's like it's almost like they did okay let's just sing all these verses that we have and then let's sing one of these choruses then how can we connect them together well we get yeah. this cool sound effect and we'll do that and, and throw this in. like it, it, it's go. almost like it was they had all these things that they wanted to put together it's almost like a like a piece of artwork right like they're they're looking at the um canvas like a canvas basically like when you're looking at like your pro tools or your your mixing software right and it's like a canvas and you're putting these elements together in places to make it like an art project as opposed to like a song uh, okay so here's me pushing you you ready as a musician okay mm-hmm. how does that feel because this feels very electronic feels very computer driven it doesn't it is, but you feel- know what it's still music i mean they're using yeah. drum machines it's not it's not like they put in code into a, a computer and then it spewed out this song right no. someone's making this music whether they're using an instrument like a, a guitar or a bass or they're using a, a little pad with that that makes drum beats yeah Someone's making this music. It's it's synthesizers and it's and they yeah. got to And I had vocals. this image of you know not so much a drummer or, or, or a drum track or something, but, but you know what what is it called when the, the, when they, they sit on the box? Not is it ca- cajon. Cajun? What is it? A cajon. Cajon is that what that's called? Like the I big, have the the, yeah. the the image of someone sitting on one of those with two other guys sitting around and kind of making this up, you know, and, and having having the song kind of come as a result of that, you know. Again, maybe that's yeah. the image of the buskers sitting in a subway. Right, like and right, but, and I think that yeah. comes from the stereotype of my generation of the Could lazy be. millennials. That uh, you know, that's when the cajon really grew <laughs> with my generation, and people yeah. were you know being all trying to, the hipster movement and all that stuff, trying to do something um, different. So I think, I think a, you're uh, probably stereotyping my generation. So I could be sorry about that, but but no, but but I but I kind of like it. Like I want one of those. You know, it's kind of a right. cool thing. Those are but cool. That's, that, it's that's kind of like image a, a whole drum it. kit in uh, in a box, which is kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's not like the, there's not a lot of meat to the song. I just thought it was cool. I'm running out of time, so, so I, I just thought it was cool to kind of dissect the the different parts that I found interesting, and it's it's cool to listen to. It's not something that I would put on regularly, but when I do put it on, I enjoy it. 
Yeah, I might want to go and listen to some of their other stuff to kind of see, you know, what else they, they have to offer as well, too. Um, yeah. While you we, you were talking while I was listening, I was trying to think about, like, what is it that reminds me? And in, in a somewhat similar thing, and I don't even know why I love this song and it grabbed me so much, but there was a song by The Asteroids that was in a Heineken commercial years ago that kind of grabbed me, um, that felt similar, and it was called The Golden Age. Yeah, um, I think I know. I think I remember that. And it was just different enough, high pitched voice and stuff, and and everything is like maybe that's where. It can, but th- this there is, is gonna some s- other stuff out there like this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I imagine, but is it something that I would have crossed paths with? Because you obviously would have this. You know, as Sam did, you you're probably listening in a little different way. You know, from your generation than I would be. But there's something about this that feels very very familiar. It's very hip. It's very like it, this. This type of song is going to be really dated in a few years, right? Oh, okay. Like, you think so? Like when you're looking at something like, um, you know, w- when I got married in 2015, it was like the stuff that was popular was like kind of island music, <laughs> hip hop stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was that. What's that song about the guy who wants to marry? I'm a marrier anyway. What was that? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Like yep. that's the kind of stuff that was popular, and it was yeah. huge. And then by 2017, Gone. it was super dated. Gone. And so, okay. like, I think this is the same kind of thing where it's just going to be really dated. It's it, like this is not going to be evergreen. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. Favorite so, part. Uh, here we go. <laughs> not metronome. Here we go. <laughs> no, here we go. Is my, I, I actually really love that metronome part because I like what it adds to the beat right yeah, afterwards. Yeah. I think that's really cool. But I, every time I hear that, here we go, I, I lo- it grabs me. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really cool. And I'm not so sure you can answer like who you would have covered this because I don't know if it's a song that could be covered. Yeah. Maybe that, that the asteroids. That, that and because it's because, you, you know, when you think about covering, you you picture like someone playing this song and like. Yeah. You play the song by pressing play on a, on yeah. a stereo, you know, yeah. like that's what it is. So, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Al- the Al- Asteroids Galaxy Toy doing it. I bet they do a good job on it. So, that's the yeah. that's that that band. So. All right. I well, I gotta go. All right, man. But uh, remember to check out Pantheon Podcasts for more music related podcasts. Check out the Teespring store to buy some sweet gear, and uh, follow us on all of the socials. Make sure you stay hydrated. Listen to good music and don't be a dick and wash your hands because yeah, <laughs> you, you're grimy. Go wash your hands. Right, right. Stay All right. Ready. Thank you so much, guys. We'll talk to you next time. See you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 